A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hey, signers. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, we have more reviews to read. Hell yeah. In- insert uh, mid 2000s nostalgia core drop here. Shake that thing, miss. Can I, can I shake that thing, miss? And I better shake that thing. Yeah, donna, donna, Jordi and Rebecca. If you are not aware, if you leave us a five star review, we will read it on air. It doesn't even have to be positive, it just has to be five stars and not, um, I don't know, fucked up to yeah. some any kind of any kind as, as long as it's not as long as it's just fucked up to us and not any you know group that has no control of belonging to said group. Uh, we'll read it. Uh, but we we love it. We appreciate everyone who's done it so far. If you haven't done it, consider it. Uh, it helps us rate. It helps people find us. And most importantly, as most of the time, uh, it makes us feel good. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for doing them. And let's hear these new ones. This first one comes to us from your underscore worm underscore Annie underscore Leo emoji. And it's titled, Y'all are my literal muses. Hi, sweet astrology babes. Wow, wow, wow. This podcast has been huge for rounding out my basic baby knowledge of the Zodiac. I have always dabbled, but I cannot thank you all enough for making the deep dive into astrology so accessible and fun. I'm a jewelry designer at Yasworm Jewels on the IG. Uh, we'll, we'll repeat that at the end again. 
And I have recently taken on an exciting, but oh my God, time consuming task of designing a line of Zodiac inspired jewelry, not aligned with the symbols on it, but the essence of each sign represented in its own unique design. I could have never done this without all of your wonderful insight and wisdom. So excited to be finishing this collection as I binge the backlogs of episodes and feeling nervous, but ready to release these at the start of Libra season. Thank you for all you do. Love your number one Leo sun in fifth Libra moon in the seventh and Pisces rising fan Annie, a.k.a. Yasworm Jewels. Again, you can hear that we are slightly behind because this has already been released, but that's even better for you because now you guys don't have to wait for this to come out. It is available to you at Y-A-S-W-O-R-M-J-E-W-E-L-S, Yasworm Jewels on IG. We have seen the line. It is beautiful. I want all of them. I was going to say, I follow follow Yasworm Jewels. Um, gorgeous jewelry so do yourself a favor also now like with this leo and like libra pisces like of course like yes this is who you want designing jewelry for you yes literally literally yes (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much this next review is from Allie norwood and the review title is a down-to-earth walk in the stars i Absolutely am in love with this podcast. Completely dreamy, yet so real and inspiringly informative. I could let the episodes roll for hours. It's like binging your favorite TV show with three of your best friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you, lovely ladies, for all that you are and are doing. Sending love in the cosmos. Oh, thank you, Allie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My little binging baby. <laughs> <laughs> your next review comes from Derek Nishi and titled SML. Uh, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be writing this review, and I don't know why it took me this long, lol. Anyways, I first discovered you guys last year, and I haven't stopped listening since. You guys are hilarious, and I love your energies. There's something familiar and soothing about you three, not in a creepy way, of course. (laughs) I must say that ever since I started listening to your show, I became more invested in my astro journey. Who knew self-discovery could be so entertaining? P.S. I was wondering what your thoughts are on astro cartography. Little smiley... Well, with the tongue out emoji, your Castellium Libra rising friend Derek sunglasses emoji. Love Derek, it. Thank you, Derek, thank you. I we all actually just kind of this year, I guess, recently mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. astro cartography readings from. Uh, I will plug Sherry Zollinger. She's incredible. And I'm going to email her obsessed. today. She needs to come on the. Po- I keep forgetting yeah, to email her. She needs she's to come incredible. on. Um, and, and I think we all loved it. I loved it. I'm, I'm completely obsessed now going on Astro Click Travel on Astro.com and finding out where I want to go and what I want to experience in those places. So Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend it and hopefully we'll have an episode coming soon. Mm -hmm. Yes. Agree. And also too, this is my like little take on Astro Cartography because I feel like I've been seeing online some people being like, oh, I want to go here, but I don't know my Pluto lines there. It's like, it's like you'll be transformed. You don't have to be scared. Yeah. Like you're not going to die there. Like just in embrace. Yeah. You, you'll be changed probably. So I think also don't be scared if it's, there's Mars or Pluto on certain places. I think it's just going to stir you up maybe in different ways than if it was the moon or something a little more, you know, mellow. Also, Sherry definitely talks. Well, she talked to me in my reading about what, how those things are aspected and where they are. You know, Pluto on the IC is going to feel like some maybe bringing up family stuff or you know that that could be transformative in a positive way it could be hard there there are things that happen when you travel that are tough too so Mm -hmm. it's cool those are experiences and things that we learn it's not about avoiding things 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Love it. Thank you so much. Can't wait to talk more about astrocartography. Uh, our final review this week comes to us from weird underscore fishes. Uh, and it's entitled dreamy fish falls in love fast. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, ladies. I'm a Pisces sun, Scorpio moon and Leo rising with fourth house and seventh house stellium. Uh, help me. Uh, laugh, laugh, crying emoji. This podcast has been breathing much needed life into my spirit since discovering you through Eliza Kelly's pod. I am so thankful for you gals and your knowledge about the world and stars. I've been interested in retrogrades lately and was curious if you guys would be willing to do an episode discussing the topic of retrograde planets versus direct planets in a natal chart and how those energies play out. Hope y'all are happy and healthy. XOXOXO happy full moon and Aries signed your favorite little fishy from New jersey wait nj andra that's i'm like now i'm like i was about to say new jersey but and (laughs) from i'll just read it literally and not take liberties uh from nj andra instagram uh stevie you'll love this instagram pierogi princess with three s's three r's obsessed emoji sparkle emoji crystal ball emoji hell yeah pierogi princess yes I feel like we we have discussed this, but I guess we maybe have not done like an explicit net natal retrograde planets versus direct planets. So it would be something I, you know, I'm always assuming that we're kind of like talking about everything all the time. Um, but I do know that people want to hear like explicitly told this is what we're talking about in this episode and all that. So that's a good idea. Yeah, I think I we've, we've definitely talked about like, I think we had a retrograde episode, but I think it was more transit like mundane transit mm-hmm. versus what's the difference between a natal mercury retrograde versus a direct mercury so i think yeah i would think i mean fuck it why not <laughs> like get suggested the people this is exactly why you should write a five-star review yeah. get your episode topic chosen this mm-hmm. is exactly how you expedite that process um thank you again weird fishes and thank you to all of you who have written reviews uh, those that were read today and those that have been read in the past. We are so grateful. Um, it really does make us feel awesome. So that's that's the most important reason, but it also helps us chart. New people find us. Uh, so if you haven't left us a review, just think about it, um, you know. And do and, it. Uh, also. And, yeah, <laughs> if you and can. just do it. Like, like we are always saying, and maybe you've heard them, it doesn't even have to be positive. It just has to be five stars. You, you are welcome to to drag yeah. our asses hurt my you know? feelings let me cry about it or plug sure. or plug yourself we don't give a this, shit this is free advertising this is, space <laughs> this is post uh i don't i don't know what age we're in this is how internet age constructive criticism happens you gotta leave a five-star review and then you can that's how this is how change occurs you know mm-hmm. um but anyways consider it if you leave a review or if you're not leaving a review we love you either way and we hope you enjoy this week's episode
Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the body of the dragon of this podcast. Hell yeah. Enter the dragon, baby. Yes. Enter the dragon. Enter the dragon. Or yes. was that Cisco? Un- unleash. Unleash the dragon. Oh, unleash okay. the dragon. I was like, something doesn't feel fully right, but I feel very close <laughs> to Unleash the Dragon. Enter the Dragon is the iconic kung fu film ah. unleash the dragon iconic cisco solo project <laughs> uh definitely that was the first um like parental advisory cd i bought oh <laughs> with parental advisories do they like is that still a thing that they have to put on now i feel like music artists like choose to put it on now more for like aesthetic because i guess people I don't. I feel like I'll see them sometimes on like digital albums, right? Like on Apple Music, because yeah, I'm on Apple Music. But then sometimes I won't see. Like I'll see the E for explicit on the song itself. But now I feel like parental advisory is like an aesthetic choice to have on your album. I would say that it's probably both. Um, I don't use my Apple Music enough to know. I haven't like that's. I was just when you said that, I was like, oh, I guess I haven't thought about that because I haven't seen like a true album cover in a in a moment. Um, unless it's just like on someone's Instagram and it's the artwork alone or whatever, like I don't see them the same way. Um, but I would imagine they still have to. You're on Apple Music. I have it. I just don't use it because I also have Spotify. Oh. I got Apple Music free when I got my new phone. Uh, okay. Got too excited there, but <laughs> the, um, this podcast is rated. I think yeah. I don't remember. We're explicit. I know I set it up. I think I put explicit. I might not have. Well, if we have a parental advisory sticker on our logo, I would be so fucking stoked. Well, I put. <laughs> we're definitely like marked as generally explicit, but I think each time we upload episode, like I'll click explicit, like I'll double click it just to like make sure. Because sometimes when we get those reviews where people are like, I listen with my children, I'm like, oh no, why? <laughs> like, I guess we're not like too nasty, but we're not clean neither. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I know I'm in the, not, not necessarily minority of, of us in this group, but I don't think it's that. I know that like kids repeat things. And so you have to be mindful about making sure that they know that, you know, that's not appropriate to say to, at like school where it's going to get in trouble. But I'm, I'm a big believer in, in cursing around kids and being like, Ooh. like that it's as long as they know Steve's sister uh, does a really good job of this, of the, they like, they know that that's like not uh kid words, but they also aren't trying to be like, Oh, this isn't how adults talk. And I know that that's like a very difficult, I don't know exactly how you strike that balance. And certainly again, would not tell anybody how to, to parent or anything like that. But I just, I'm like, they're words. It's not that I, what I'm I don't know. About I'm always cursing. on here talking about my pussy hole and shit. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like. That tweet about posting your pussy hole on OnlyFans is the funniest thing I've <laughs> ever seen. Just straight, just straight hole. No, I was like, I just got to wait. I was like, I need you here oh, to Oh, my tweet that bombed. And I, everyone, I texted my group chat and I was like, is this funny or is it just graphic? And they're like, tweet it. And then none of them liked it. And it got wow. Likes. I liked it. Did I like it? it. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> the only reason I didn't delete it. Wait, did I like I had to have liked. I had to have liked it. If I did it, I'm going there immediately. You know, we just talked about this in my in our household about 
Twitter, Twitter likes Twitter is the hardest because we were just talking about like, should we get into TikTok in 2021? We were like, do we commit and get good and not get left in the dust? Because the engagement on TikTok is just out of this world. Twitter is like, unless you're like Conan O'Brien, it's a fucking, it, it can be a ghost town yeah. out there. It's a doggy dog world. <laughs> but I think for TikTok, the struggle for me is that the algorithm on TikTok is so good. It works so well Ooh. to keep me, it keeps me on. Like if I open it, it keeps me on. And so it's hard to like upload content or do something on there because I'm, I'm watching so many things that I'm like, this is made for me. Whoa. Oh, I have to send you guys a good mushroom TikTok. Have you found mushroom TikTok? Yeah. yeah. The mus- not yet. Not yet. I've been off because of the silver challenge. Oh yeah. Did you win? Did I see? Am I? Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. I did. Winner, I congratulations! I beat a sober person <laughs> at sober, sober October. October. <laughs> did they relapse? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, she, she just didn't read as much as I did. <laughs> oh. Well, congrats. Oh. Well, that's, that's the big... that's the lesson. Get into short stories, everybody. You can cram through those, but poetry oh, and it's short hours. Sto- oh, hours. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Then pick a long ass book, audio book. That's the mm-hmm. key. Um, cleaner house. You'll never have a cleaner house, and you're trying to win two hundred dollars off of friends. Yes, <laughs> I yes. like that. There's a. I'll send you guys the mushroom TikToks, and if I remember, I'll I'll put links. And please, I love when people when listeners bug us and be like, "You guys said you'd put these links," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, here you go. We'll update the episode." Not that that's your job, but um, it helps. Uh, but there's a we appreciate re- it. We appreciate, it. but there's been really good mushroom TikToks of like this growth. You know, like the time lapse growth of the mushrooms set to really I love it. I'm finding good music from. T- I'm just, you know, it's the new. It's kind of the new handle. It's it's not going anywhere because I thought TikTok was also going to get banned for a second. So I was nah. like, all right, I'm not going to waste my time and energy figuring out the buttons like an old Saturn Capricorn lady over here. Just be like, what is what's a because now even with Instagram, word on the street is that reels are all about the algorithms. Like if you're not posting a reel on Instagram, it's not getting seen either. That's what I hear from social media people. I believe yeah, it. Not believe that this it. is the most pressing news of the time, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just like the trend I've been hearing about is like, cause I forgot that Instagram adopted stories to eliminate Snapchat. Like Snapchat. I forgot like all of this is just, predatory capitalism to like eliminate well, your competitors google just got sued what did you know no mm-hmm. yeah uh for monopoly mm-hmm. the because game. they um no because they prioritize they pay yeah, it's they, like not pay to play but it's that sort of thing where it's like they are manipulating search results and yeah. that sort of thing so it is like only google and this is what they tried to do with amazon as well which i hope hopefully this google thing bodes well for more of these things because it's true it is what they are you know i mm-hmm. i don't know it's i don't know enough about you know well e- we know either we tech yeah. we, we what do we say when we started like we yeah. want to get on Apple's ratings or whatever. We yeah. want to get like, you know, that was like a big thing for us. Well, that's why we need we reviews. At least three at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All like- of those things. So they do, they do make, they do have preferential treatment for the things that like, you know, incorporate Google products into their thing or that buy the Google ad space. Those. So it's like you, the idea of this being a fair and open, which, you know, I, 
again, I don't know if there ever is any kind of fair and, you know, open platform ever, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do hope that this bodes well because Amazon does the same thing where it's like Amazon. You even see where it's like Amazon, um, like approved or whatever. Yeah. yeah, those things where it's like the ones that Amazon sta- gets their stamp of approval because they buy the advertising because they do whatever. And it's not this isn't strategy. That's the thing that's different because I think that an argument can be made that if you are just some people are just know how to like utilize hashtags and SEO and that sort of thing. This isn't strategy stuff this is like more along the lines of pay to play kinds of things damn which is, which is that's well, it's like they, you know they own yelp so when you search your favorite restaurant yelp comes up first rather than the restaurant's business page which you know it's it, it makes sense yelp is a valuable resource for people to find places to eat so sure maybe it would naturally land on top but the fact that it always does and then google owns it it's like this is a monopoly uh, well then even then if you have a google owned things yes okay well that's the whole thing about monopolies that they tried to get rid of with like the railroad industry and all of those things is that you can't own every level of the production you can't and the same thing with movies too where it's like movie uh, the movie th- movie uh, producers used to own the theater, like the studios would own the theaters in the companies or whatever mm. too. So that's like you can't be every then you, part of it. Yeah, then you own every part of it and you're controlling every part of it, and there's no space for you know anybody you can to charge more for tickets for your movies yes. than someone else's. And, and you are the one who's making all of the profit on that. Right. It's like we're you know putting that out into you know the economy writ at large but you want to hear something crazy i heard about last night uh i i we had a socially distant dinner with pablo's pablo's stepdad because he just got back in town and his his younger brother and his brother's girlfriend well two things and this is hopefully not blowing up the spot what because i love talking to the youth one when you take driving tests nowadays i i get word on the street <laughs> this is my new source my boyfriend's brother's girlfriend is that you can't use um like backup cameras and all the new technology that's in cars so you have to like bring a car that's not equipped that to like help Ooh. you help you cheat air quotes but also like that's kind of how people are learning on cars now right like that's what most people are used to driving with like it making beeping sounds if a car's too close or having a backup camera and I was like what you have to bring a car that's like an old ass car to driving test like but what if that's your car? Like, anyways, that blew my mind. Two, she works at a laser hair clinic, and she was telling me about the amount of freaky people that come in and are, like, like it's basically, like, exhibitionist hour. Like, every week they're kicking out some gross man who's, like, goes to the next level in laser hair. I don't even, like, I don't know how explicit I should be with our explicit ratings. But we were just talking about. We got that rating for a reason, baby. Oh. <laughs> Dude, she was talking about couples that come couples that come in and the girlfriend for the guy will like hold his balls as he's getting lasered and then they'll start making out and then the laser people have to kick them out and they're she said their list of banned people is like pages and pages and pages like every week there's I just didn't know this was a like maybe it's a specific laser place and this is not a phenomenon to laser hair removal places. But then I was like, wait, no, does this happen I'm at sure, waxing like, places? And this, like, massages, it has to. Massages, for sure. I mean, 
But like, come on, people need to stop. If these are people that are working, like they're not making a ton of money. These are Botox you know? nurses. Like, leave them be. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god. People, I don't think people think about that as like. I mean, they're not thinking about the like consent issues with all of that kind of stuff. Where it's like, uh, yeah, there's. I think they paid for it. The yeah, there's groups, right? But there's so, groups for that. There's stuff where yeah. you know. So I'm sure someone would even act out pretending to laser your balls for you, but it would just be with people who actively were interested in watching you and your partner do something with your balls. <laughs> getting know, I, getting I lasered. For some people, I think it is, that uh, is yeah. part of it. Yeah, they want it, you know, mm-hmm. which absolutely. unfortunately, because obviously there is, there are like, you can go on like fetish websites and find your people, but I think a lot of people want to take your consent away, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I said to her. I was like, wait, this is assault. Like, how many of your nurses are getting assaulted a week? She's like, it's like minimum once a week. And um, the doors don't lock, so they can run out whenever. And I was like, that's, I just never knew that this was a, and maybe, again, maybe this is just this one-off clinic and laser hair removal is sound no. off in the comments, but I was, uh, mind blown by the can't use backup cameras on modern driving tests. Maybe well, this is in California too. Okay, don't come for me if it's state I'm by state. I'm very pro. I'm very pro no backup cameras on the driving test. Pro that anti um, <laughs> assaulting laser hair removal people. <laughs> I, so, if you want to, if you want to know my platform, <laughs> when you took your own driving test, did you? Bring your own car? I yeah. used a car that yeah. they had. You had to bring your own um, car. That's interesting. I had like one of those student driver cars where <laughs> they have the brakes on the instructor side as well. Mm, and fair. yeah, and then I do think like the young people like um I I had like my cousin's friends in my car a while ago. They're younger, like in their early twenties. And they were probably like 21 when they were in my car and they were visiting here. And I was going to park parallel. And I like, I don't use, I don't have a backup camera in my car, but I just have my own way that I parallel park. And the kids were like, "Uh, you're supposed to, uh, uh, uh," and I was like, hey man, I live here and I do this all the time. And then they were all like, whoa, because I I just like pulled in and, and did it in one. Yeah, oh. I have to like back and forth, you know, and they were like, oh. yeah, like, ooh, that and sweet, like, manu- that sweet maneuver that yeah, like, I'm I can like, already see it like ooh, that, like glide, that glide in parallel park where you just, you got it in one go. That's well, not- you have to learn how to do it because what if your backup camera doesn't work? What if you yeah. don't? And, and the, this is what my thing is. And I already can tell because I have my first car now that has a backup camera and I, like it and I hate it because I can tell that I'm like losing my sharpness from being able to just know mm. what the the distance is but also there's something I think about looking through a screen that makes you like I don't want to say trust that more but like your brain looks at screens differently than it looks like behind itself or whatever and I think that you miss things on a screen because there's like a level of detachment so like I've I've caught myself, obviously I haven't hit any pedestrians, but I will like see like a light coming through a camera looks different than a car. Then you would process it if you actually turned around and saw, oh, that's a car coming. Like when you see it in a camera, you're like, oh, what's this? 
what's the shadow I'm seeing? And you're like, oh, no, you idiot. It's a car. That's why you're using the backup camera to, like, look around for these things. So I, I'm very, well, I'm very pro uh, without it. This is like an old Quincy Jones comedian <laughs> bit yes. that I worked on with him. But, like, uh, and I think it's very Pisces, right? So I think that's why they say film and television for 12th House and for Pisces, because it is there is a veil there. It's through a screen. You mm-hmm. can't actually be there, and it's part of that kind of fogginess. Um, but I do think if, if we think about a screen, we the, the way we use the words, you know, um, you're getting a medical screen for cancer or you're getting you're installing a window screen. Those things are um, meant to remove you one step from things. Right. If you were meeting someone for the first time, this is the Quincy Jones bit through like a window screen, you wouldn't really know what they look like. So like take that into account when you're meeting someone on the internet, when you're meeting someone via a dating website, there's a screen there. There's like some parts of their face that you're not necessarily seeing or Mm -hmm. parts of them, their, their personality that you're not necessarily seeing. The vibe. You know what it is on, Mm -hmm. you know what always trips me out the most on social media is not knowing anyone's voices. I mean, cause we have a podcast that we, you know, you're, y'all are very aware of what our voices sound like, but so many people and sometimes hi- not and hi- they get us confused. They do get us con- they 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 do get us confused. Which is, I guess we don't really like go like Stevie now here saying this dumb shit about laser hair sexual assault balls <laughs> balls and couples. But yeah, voices and height and ob- and also obviously um you know like the some of the boldest people I know online are like super shy and like very meek and like polite and just like I don't know they're just loud on the internet that's just like that's it's easier to be loud on the internet I was even watching 90 Mm -hmm. day Beyonce the other way and this girl Brittany who has braces lives in Florida takes all these booty pictures she's trying to move to Jordan which is like she's just she won't convert to Islam, and she, there's just no way she's going to do any of this. But the dad there was, like, holding up pictures of her and be like, she's basically naked. Look at these photos. And it was like, like, this is a pretty normal ass picture. Like, I feel like ass pictures are, like, common, like, this is common currency now in the United States. Like, I, like, I don't know, like, having, like, a thong pick is just. Like it's not shock. It's not shocking as it would be like maybe even five years ago to like show your fucking bare ass on the like it just wouldn't be a thing. Well, it's a picture though is different than wearing a thong to the beach or to a pool or whatever. And I'm not saying that people don't do it, but I also think that like there's something in me that's like fucking walk outside in a thong. Then I don't like that's how I feel. Like do it not. It's I know. so cool that you did it when it's all set up real nice and you, it yeah. doesn't show any of your cellulite and you've, you know, uh, like face tuned your butt. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, that's nice. You're in the one position that everyone's ass looks great in. Cool. Like, yes. you're awesome. Yes. I want, I want to see, I want to see you truly walk outside in your thong and, uh, and like, I haven't seen them at the beach. Yes. Some of them are great. Yeah, that's why I'm like, people people don't do it and people shouldn't. But that's, there's a, like, there's a social media, I don't like that there are no stakes in social media (laughs) to me. Because it's like, what did, like, what, I don't know. And social media doesn't make me, like, feel better or feel, like, 
yeah, I don't know. I but I also have a very I'm like literally working it out in therapy. I have a very contentious relationship with social media and I'm not sure all of the there's a myriad of reasons why, but I think I also might just be old. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think it's like I've I'm just so used to being like a a Zanga live journal then MySpace friendster. Like I've evolved with the like ancient social medias. And I like, and I know the social dilemma like really tipped people over this year into like, what the fuck am I doing uh, on these things? Um, and that's cool. Like, I think I do think it fucks with more people. Like, for some people, it fucks with their head more, and for some people, it can be like take it or leave it. And then some people absolutely love it. Like, I don't. Maybe there's more. Maybe there's more of a spectrum of like how social media makes you feel or what types of like what types of social media make you feel like what? And maybe that's why like TikTok's intriguing because it's like a fresh, it's like a fresh slate, a fresh, a fresh new algorithm, a fresh feed. But then also I'm like, am I old now? Dot com. I, I think like the point of the social dilemma for me was that the, well, the longer you're on there, that means you are affected by it. Yeah. Because that's what their goal is to keep you on there. So if you, it doesn't matter if it doesn't make you sad or happy. You're you're, you're on, affected. You're, you're on you're it. You're staying there as they want you to stay on there. Mm-hmm. It is addict. It is addictive. It, it's an addiction, and it's a time suck. It is well, a time it's suck. Like, again, right now I'm no, and also we we are part of it. Yeah, we're for sure. Yeah, That's course. where I'm like, and I absolutely understand that. And I'm um again why I'm literally talking about it in therapy because I'm not I'm certainly not under kind of any illusion that social media is a thing that's going away or a thing that you can abdicate yourself from if you want to have not even if you want to be a of course if you want to be any kind of performer, creative person, whatever, like that's a, it's a tool that you likely are going to have to use, but I think also just like that especially right now you know, given yeah, our circumstances, you have, you have to, if you want to communicate with people. Um, but I do think I heard, unfortunately on, I mean, not, not really, unfortunately, but the, it was on Joe Rogan, but he said, I forget who he said, said this, but that it's all information on social media is like processed information. Mm-hmm. And the same way that like, we cannot subside only on processed food and be healthy we cannot have all processed information. And I think that's the thing where it's like, it's always through, I know, I understand that we always have a point of view. We always have some kind of biases or something like that. But when it's being absolutely created for a thing, that's completely, it's all processed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, well, that's another thing in the news too, is that, um, well, I don't know. I just, I get most of my news from the New York Times, so maybe I am a problem as well because <laughs> I'm not reading a variety of news sources, you know? Uh, but I do think the New York Times is, like, trusted and, and good journalism. Um, and Great, uh, rec- great recipes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the recipe section. I mean, most of it, the, the opinion obviously skews very liberal, so I, I guess that's where people that don't like the New York Times. Um, but that they did like some coverage about, you know, Twitter adding those banners and stuff uh, about, you know, like I got one the other day because I retweeted that um, hot girl comedy thing and said like, oh, it's an honor not to be asked or whatever. 
And I just, I didn't read the article. I just clicked retweet because I was making a joke. Mm-hmm. And it said, like, hey, you didn't read the article oh. that you're posting. Um, do, are you sure you want to read, like, put <laughs> out information that you have not read? Whoa. Like, That's so interesting. But, yeah, their Twitter's doing that. And I think crazy. It's, it's big news now because they are talking about how people get their information from, uh, like, or the Hunter Biden laptop thing was like a big thing too, where <laughs> yeah, uh, Twitter wouldn't allow that to be posted at all because they weren't sure of. I'm like gonna misquote now, <laughs> but, but they weren't sure of where the emails came from. So they were they were saying this is like violating some sort of hacker law, and they didn't want it uh, dominating the timeline. And then it was anyway, so they eventually allowed it on Twitter. But like, yeah, they were banning the link. So Twitter's doing that now, and then I don't think Facebook is, which means probably Instagram is not. But, yeah, I mean, some of the social media people, they're trying to take action on what gets shared and repeated and, like, for clickbait and all that kind of stuff and how the news is content now instead of news. So Yeah. I think that's maybe at at its core my my problem with a lot of it, and I like – because I like things that are clear – their intention is clear. And I think that social media has become this catch-all for all of these kinds of things, which we've talked about on here, where it's like, is this the place where we promote our comedy shows or is this where we post our babies? Because (laughs) those things should not all be on the same board and you don't behave the same way, but we all have this, these one place where you're doing all of these things. And then you're supposed to also take people seriously or take people or like not, I Mm-hmm. To me, it's just like, this is not the most effective way to communicate whatever it is you're trying to communicate. I have no problem with anything anyone is trying to communicate, but I just think that this isn't the best way to do it. It's the most like addictive and problematic and inciting way to do it, but I don't think it's like, quote unquote, effective. Well, and also a lot of this stuff is just too late. <laughs> like a lot of, the, like so many yeah. people are far gone. And and I mean, Twitter, like that that's an like a really cool feature but also twitter is like definitely known for not uh oh, yeah. you know no, assisting they, in any like listen to the interview with him they talk about that with the... they, did, they didn't know what they were doing for a long time and the, that i think it was the last election where they started figuring out because they don't want to censor people either you know right like i get like the internet should there should be freedom but then it's like the heart things that are harmful is where do we well and that because that to me again is this like this um uh what's the word like blending this not uh ordered thing of like what is the point of this because it's like this if this is a news if there's there's like journalistic standards that need to be followed if you are a news site but if anybody can just put up a website or whatever and that's not that's another thing that's, that's happening yeah that's all of the things too <laughs> where it's like if you can just do this and there isn't anything the internet isn't regulated in any kind of way and we aren't like people also aren't trained to know like what media literacy is yeah, a little... all, all of these kinds of things. So it's like, okay, maybe we don't censor people, but maybe now people have to learn take a media literacy class in elementary school and junior high and high school. So that's common knowledge of looking up these kinds of things. If we're not, if we are going to concede that now most of our life happens on social media, then there do need to be parameters and explanations of what the like what these things are for, and even if anybody needs them, because that's what I think too. Where it's like, I think there should be separate like 
professional social medias versus personal kinds of like this is where you just like talk to your friends that Mm. i don't think that that should take place on the same place as where i promote business stuff but that's the that's the interesting part of social media it shapeshifts right like facebook really was for college kids and then now it's like for weird ants sharing al-qaeda memes it's like who knew and even Instagram's now shop like I think of it as a shopping place now. Like I have bought so much dumb shit from seeing it on Instagram because it tags what it is and you can buy it actually on Instagram now. Now they have the whole shopping feature. And it's kind of become a like capitalistic tumbler. <laughs> like I feel like that's straight shifted. When it used to just be me and my friends or like a picture of me looking cute or now it's now we can have business profiles, even as people like I have a business profile because I'm like, I guess I'm a isn't I'm trying to be a business or like be someone that could you know give me a, give me some work if you if you have any and yeah and then of course with I mean astrology Twitter and astrology it, internet is it's also its own beast sometimes I have to fucking log off of astro Twitter because it's like y'all need some other hobbies um <laughs> once in a, once in a while no you know seems it's fun to dig deep but I guess maybe that's where I'm like Aries Moon Gemini where it's like I can't just be just astro like it's not just one or just one i don't know so but that's the hard thing of regulation it's it we don't know what these websites will become or what they'll what their purpose will be i think the only one that stayed very safe is like linkedin which is just like truly a resume website where you apply for jobs and then they share like the most boring articles on earth well, it's because it. this thing of like, oh, we want to create a community. We want to create a place because then there's all of this room for people to do. LinkedIn has never been like, we're trying to make this a place where people come and do this thing. They're very clear of like, we're here to help you get a job. Put your profile on here and you can do, there's other better ways to use it and 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 strategy there. But it's not like LinkedIn was trying to become uh, an integral part of your life. Mm-hmm. Well, they are also not trying to keep you on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I think that's the it's yeah. the same it's the same with like Venmo. There is a social media aspect. They're not like trying to keep you on the app so that they can sell you ads or like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're they're just there as a service. Yes. Ooh. Love Venmo drama. That is the be- it's it's oh, been I, love, it's, I like snooping. It's been lacking in, you know, this year of core, but in a previous in a previous life, being like, who went to dinner with who? Oh, oh, wine money. You had wine together. Uh, but yeah, apps, baby. I mean, I love Discord. That's my new. That's my new jam. I like Discord. It's like a chat room. I go when I want to go there. I leave it. Be- I don't have like notifications on it, so like I'll just like I'm popping in and I'll spend five minutes here. But when you're saying about the time suck, which I was trying to try to consciously, since it is spoiler election week now i'm like that time suck is for me it's never like oh all this time in one sitting it is build up of like 10 minutes 20 minutes then you look at the like collective number at the end of the week and you're like oh that is a lot of time it didn't feel like a lot of time because it was so in the middle of you know in the mix of regular life but that fucking adds up my screen time well from from like the silver thing from keeping spreadsheet on how many minutes I'm meditating and how much I'm exercising and using social media. And like Madison said the same thing, like the days when I read three hours 
weirdly were the days I got under two hours social media. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you're clearly it wastes your time or like not. I guess it's not wasted time, but like it you clearly can do more other stuff than it's even if you go just two hours on social media, you probably didn't read for three hours that day. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you care about stuff like that, it's interesting to watch and keep track. I'm I'm so happy to not have to fill out a spreadsheet every night but (laughs) and like yesterday I was going so buck wild like at work I ordered food and I was like I'm so happy like I get to eat at work and it's just easy because you know we were like trying to make all of our meals at home and everything and I'm not worried about losing a point if I eat soup at work (laughs) I mean, that's the hard yeah. thing with an addiction or social media or things like that. If you really want to keep it in check, you have to, you have to be very it, conscious of it. it it's it, just saying, oh, I'm going to use it less this week. It's pro- it's we're designed not to. Even when I deleted it for when I was on vacation for a week, like my thumb just kept going to the spot the app normally was. Even if I like, it was just like it's just muscle. <laughs> It doesn't take that long to break it, though, because I deleted the Facebook app, obviously still have Facebook, and I was doing the same thing, like, oh, ever just, like, instinctively going to that spot on my mm-hmm. phone, opening it, and um, now someone sent me, like, a, a link to something on Facebook, and you don't have to go through the mobile version, web, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have, like, a bunch of notifications. I forgot about this website. Yeah. I have, like, a bunch of notifications, and, like, this is weird. Well, but, now, too, uh, even if you don't really have notifications, they'll make up notifications now. Like, it's yeah. someone's... Oh, I know. It's someone's birthday, or they said yes to an event near you, and you're like, this isn't a notification. This is not a notification. Does not involve like someone me. Else- Here's some things that someone you follow liked, or some... It's, like, that kind mm-hmm. of thing of, like, oh, they're, no, they're so doing posted. this thing. Mm-hmm. But they also start emailing you. I got, I get text. What? Really? I get texts that are like, someone so shared a picture. (gasps) And I've tried, I've tried to like delete the thing, but I get straight up texts. Wow. I've never seen that. They're so desperate to get me back on. (laughs) They're so thirsty. thirsty. They want you so bad. And it's like, Facebook, not a fucking chance. I mean, Um, I really want MySpace back. I know this like old lady here, but see, it was a fun website. I like MySpace because there was like a creative you could thing design that you it. could do element. Yes, that's where I'm like I the most time I spent on MySpace was doing my profile. Yeah. Not of like course. I didn't I didn't like chat with people really. I just no. was like, here's my thing. I, I like did. made my presentation. I, like, chatted with 30 year old <laughs> comedians at like sixteen, being like, What's it like being a stand up? And they're like, I'm gonna have sex with you. I'm di- oh I, def- I, I didn't have sex with him. Oh, I did. I had a sex with like a random man from MySpace, which is definitely statutory rape now. Um, you know, kids do the darndest things. But I remember I have I told you guys about the Tony the Tiger boxer where no. he wore Tony the Tiger no. boxers. Oh my god. Back when I like I'm fr- shook. Okay, back when I tried to do stand-up, I did some bit about this in front of my grandparents because they came to see me uh, and surprised me. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, how I phrase this as a joke, but because it wasn't funny. But I met a guy from MySpace who was like emo and had like the side-swept yeah, hair the and the skinny jeans. And he came over, my mom and stepdad must have been like out of town for the day, came over to my, invited a stranger to my 
house where my family lives and went and had sex in my mom's room and we're like making well we started to make out and then he like we're undressing and i was like take off he had tony the tiger boxers and i'm like i'm gonna go take it off he's like no i i leave them on and i was like okay i'm like i'm a child what? um and then he stuck his dick through the tony the tiger face the yeah through the hole to have <gasps> This sex. is an awesome stand-up bit. And, it's funny as is. And then I was like, the sex... Oh, I think I know the horrible punchline. The sex was not great. Great. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I love it. But it was very... Yeah. Definitely meeting strangers on MySpace. Not all the time, but here and there. A lot of bulletins about, like, drinking Bud Lights with my friends. But it was so much about having a good song that pops up when you're... And having yeah. the aesthetic and having scrolling pictures. And just... It was about, like... This welcome to me. Here's all the basic things I like, but that's it. Well, mm-hmm. if you and having sex don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to create another social media website where you are in charge of it and make millions of dollars doing it because you can make your own like MySpace thing, and I'm sure people would mm-hmm. go on mm-hmm. it. I will recommend the Apple Watch because the faces, like you can kind of customize things and yes. make it really about you the one thing that I don't like is they have one that's astronomy and I wanted it but it's uh I don't know if I'll be able to show it to you but it's uh just the there's no astrology because it's the you know obviously all the planets revolve around I don't know if you can see it oh all the planets revolve around the sun it doesn't doesn't give you the when mm -hmm. you I was like oh because you can fast forward and watch the planets move you know I I can't show you um but I was like oh I can see like the conjunctions like I know there's one coming up Mm -hmm. so but you can't because it's around the sun from the from our yeah the sun's perspective unfortunately the cur I mean the correct literal scientific way but but yeah boring no whatever (laughs) but they should have an astrology one if anyone at Apple is listening I would use an astrology face I mean there's still there's still a big hole in the good astrology app market for like Mm -hmm. there's there's like some as far as, like, a social media one, because, you know, we all know about <laughs> CoStar, blah, 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 old news. But there's, I don't know, there could be, there's still room. There's still room in that market, is all I'm saying. Sure. Astro Futures is awesome. It's not social, though. Mm. It's it's definitely my favorite um, because it gives you the transiting, like, what's transiting your natal chart. Mm. I like that. Well, speaking of different perspectives and... And uh, also maybe a fake fake news of a like we'll talk about it but this like that whole the whole like what is this i think applies to today's topic in many ways because it's like what what is this sure so today we're talking about draconic charts um draconic astrology which is um i would categorize this on potentially under evolutionary astrology or karmic astrology um but basically the premise of this is that this is something to be used in conjunction with your natal chart so this is not necessarily a separate thing that you're going to read you're not going to read horoscopes for this you're not gonna um like this doesn't mean this isn't like a BuzzFeed clickbait thing where it's like you think that you're a Sagittarius son, but actually mm-hmm. you're a Virgo. Like this is not a myth. 
this is not to like bust your perception of what your natal chart is and what you believe and know about astrology. This is absolutely a sub like supplemental thing to add on. That is an interesting um, way of looking at this is to kind of measure, not necessarily measure, but this is. Um, your soul's astrology. So there, I say karmic because there are some past life implications with draconic astrology that um, some people have said that this using this technique is a way to look at um, kind of what your soul was in your in a previous lifetime. But I think it's also kind of more what the the goals of your soul are this this lifetime when compared with your natal chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very sad. I was really excited because the first website that I was reading was like, things can shift pretty drastically. Mine didn't. Yours didn't? Mine, mine doesn't at all because my north node is zero degrees Aries. Oh. My, oh, that's and interesting. You, are you late degrees Pisces? I think so, yeah. Because I, you're moving thing, a little yeah. bit away from me, so it only shifts I'm over a it slight. Up right now. But only thing that changed was Chiron to Cancer, which I do think is is valid, but yeah. Oh, that's won't. that's interesting. Did your in your risings were the same? Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I think so. I'm, mine I'm changed. Mine changed quite a not a like not a shit ton, and I I stayed relatively in the same plan like you know like the same cluster of people i'm used to but it did shift and um yeah as julia kind of mentioned it's just reconfiguring your chart setting the north node like setting your north node at zero degrees aries period like that's what we're doing like that's what's changing for this yeah so the technical explanation for your draconic chart is setting your north node at zero degrees aries and then the distance between your natal north node and your zero degrees Aries north node is the amount that everything's going to shift. Now, I find this, and because there's not a ton of information on this, um, I, I like, I don't, you know, you can do this in a chart generator. There's a, there's an option for using a draconic chart um, too. So you aren't going to need to know how you do this, but I find that knowing the inform, knowing the technique often gives you insight into why these things mean that the way that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, But they keep talking about how things are not supposed to change houses, just the signs. Yeah. And that to me is low. That makes it kind of, I like understand this conceptually, I think, but that part of it, I was like, okay, this is now getting into a thing where I'm like, okay, I think I'm confused about this and it's not helping me know what we're going to be talking about. So I feel a little like my disclaimer is like, I can't exactly explain how you technically do this, but I do understand what is happening. Well, that's what's, Uh, that's what's interesting thinking about our conversation of like the internet and social media, right? Cause draconic draconic astrology, someone requested it as an episode topic and it, people have had interest in this. And if you go online, like people are fascinated by this, but there's also this, (laughs) consensus of like where did this come from and like who really invented this and i know chris brennan has a tweet about like yeah like it's got popular a few decades ago but we don't like people say it's traced to old shit but also there's no like i don't know there's not even like a wikipedia page on it you know so it's very like i i can't like but it's this is also astrology right so i can't be like it's not very valid but it's like it's also astrology so this is just bonus content like have fun with it i wouldn't well, get too and worked that's up what on I mean it too about 
being very, very clear that this is not like, again, this is not a new natal chart for you. This is absolutely something that I think of as like, I was thinking because I've been playing more with uh, cards. And to me, this is like a clarifying card. Mm. This isn't the spread. This is the like, oh, well, what's the like, this is a bonus thing to me. Mm -hmm. Well, I think too, I, I know that there are a lot of astrologers who, and Chris Brennan, I think is definitely one though. I've never met him. So if I'm wrong, Chris, you can come on the podcast and talk to me about it. But, (laughs) um, I know, and I know we've had people on too that are like, I'm not into like intuitive astrology, and I am. Like, I I like cards. I like stuff that isn't. I like, same. All, it doesn't all have to be math. I like stuff that's like this. Just makes me feel this, and like getting getting that kind of. And I'm a Cancer Moon, so like, of course, I love any kind of like women's intuitiony like mm-hmm. stuff. I love that. So for me, I think this is really fun and cool. But if you're like, I like the numbers. I like seeing the angles. I like blah blah blah. Like. This might not be your shit. Well, and I think also trying to put a calculation on your soul's purpose is like a pretty big, amorphous, abstract (laughs) kind of thing. So I think that's also why this is not, if that aspect of astrology is uh, interesting to you, as it is to the three of us, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, then yes, this is absolutely something worth exploring. If it's not, then I, you know, again, it's like, I don't know necessarily how you could make really precise delineations from this because we, because we kind of can't make those explanations. But I think it's interesting, especially if there is, if you are able to look up your natal chart in comparison with your draconic chart and see these differences. I think it's, um, I liked this quote. This is from, uh, oh shit, I didn't write down the name of the website, but this is a quote from Pamela Crane, who apparently is one of the foremost draconic uh, people. She did a lot of work around this, um, but she is, describes this as a draconic chart describes the belief system, the guiding principles brought by the soul from its past experience into the current life. So I think it's kind of like if you're having, to me, it seemed the most useful would be if you are, you know, we talked about North nodes in a previous episode. If you are having trouble kind of connecting to how you enact your soul's purpose or what you feel like these kind of bigger things you are called to do, this might be an interesting way to see like break that down a little bit so it's like if you were a natal sun in your natal sun in virgo and your draconic chart gives you a natal sun in leo and your north node is you know uh because the aries i think it it's the setting it to zero degrees aries that is the most kind of um informative to me because it's like how do you take the purest most direct action in life so when we see like if we're trying to figure out if we're trying to just like experience our soul that's a different thing but if we're trying to take action around our soul's drives i think doing using this draconic chart is an interesting way to see what areas or what kinds of action might we take because again thinking about your soul's purpose that's a huge like that could be no no, I don't think any one astrologer can even tell you that either, that it can mean it, it means so many different things to so many different people and in so many different instances and all of this. So I think it's more just like if you want a little prompt, if you want some guidance, if you want a little like food for thought, take a look at this. Yeah, I did, my my rising did change, Stevie. You were right. And um, it does intercept some houses as well. So um, and 
I guess like it didn't really feel like a big shift to, to me to have Gemini rising. I usually read a lot of Gemini horoscopes because I'm such a late degree Taurus rising that if they're talking about transits, it's more likely that the Gemini ones will fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I do think along the lines of this kind of stuff, if you're interested in past life, if you're interested in soul purpose type of things, I think it's a great like journal prompt before meditation to look at it and see what, if anything shifted for you, it could give you new perspective. And, um, I really like the ancestral meditations from Alan Wells on the insight timer. So I recommend like, if you're trying, if you're struggling to find your soul, what action to take, um, take a look at it and then meditate with one of his meditations. Mm-hmm. It, what did yours change to Stevie and what how how did like or what yeah what did that make you feel because I mean a lot changed yeah. I even had like my like outer planets changed like I had like a like a shit ton of stuff so I mean run down real like a quick run I mean my sun moved to Gemini my moon moved to Taurus my Mercury moved to Cancer my Venus moved to Gemini my Mars moved to Leo my Jupiter moved to Cancer, and then my Saturn, Uranus, Neptune moved to Aquarius, and then my Pluto moved to Sag. So I had like, like a whole like I was like, oh, this looks like a feels like a younger, <laughs> like a younger person. But then also it was interesting thinking about all the like little flips and switches because I'm mainly oh and Leo rising, and I'm mainly like a Aries through Cancer are like my main signs I'm usually playing with in my my regular ass natal chart. So it was interesting seeing like, oh, my, I, I do love my Gemini Mercury, but I do wish I could slow down and have a Cancerian uh, communication style. And with Taurus Venus, I am so like traditional and stubborn in some ways, but I do love the idea of being more like liberal and free, like a Gemini Venus or like more progressive. Tor- even Aries Moon slowing down and being more Taurus Moon-like and I don't know. There was all the same elements of me just scrambled up a little bit and they all felt like ways that I admire other people operate. Having my Cancer Mars change to Leo Mars, I'm like, oh yeah, like that would, there's a lot there. I mean, I had pretty much everything, like Chiron change, like everything changed. I could totally see you Leo rising too. Like you, you do like a good cat eye. I feel like oh my god, you have like really cute like Leo rising clothes. I could totally. see I mean, that I have big you. hair, so I always. I mean, I'm a 19 degree Cancer rising, so I'm like, oh, it's just like wow, I could have been a Leo rising, but I love, I still love my Cancer stuff, and I, I think with the North Node too, because usually for like soul purpose, right? We will look to the nodes. So this is like okay, well, let's set the node at something even for everybody and then see how that paints a picture of what maybe our moon sun mercury whatever might need in a different perspective i think of it as just like fun homework to think of yourself in a different way i mean and for you guys not changing much it's like damn maybe this is either like you are like a first incarnate like i know we've talked about reincarnations and things like that but maybe there's maybe those old soul needs are current soul needs too i don't i mean like i don't know i haven't spent much time with this system but it's interesting to think about the alan wells um, meditation that i did that was like healing with the ancestors or whatever it talks about well he guides you about you know viewing your family and your ancestors and like thinking of um not just people that are related to you but like who stood where you stood before, like Mm -hmm. the ancestors of this land, which I really love. Like 
obviously it's a huge conversation right now, socially and politically, but like, so in the meditation for me afterwards, I was like, oh, I, I wonder who lived here before I did. And like, who will live here next? Cause he does that too. You know, who, who will be behind, who will you leave behind and all of that stuff. And it's just interesting because like, usually when I do like a smoke, like a smoke cleanse with like incense or I, I burn a lot of cedar because it's like the tree of Lebanon. So I do usually do intentions for my home. That's like for me. Mm-hmm. I've never thought of, oh, what about all of the people that have lived here before and all of the people that are going to live here after it's an apartment, people come and go. So it was interesting for me to, and I think it's kind of similar with everyone having that same zero degree Aries North node. It's like leveling the playing field a bit, letting us all be spiritually equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like that. And I think that, I think it also is to me again, that it's the, and having the zero degrees Aries North node natally, I feel a, a particular affinity to it because it also, but I think that it's like, it's zero degrees Aries for the reason it's not just to even the playing field, but it's like, it's the, the start, it's the true beginning of the soul. So like, if you're given a, a not, I don't want to say a clean slate, but it is that like, I think, I think one of the most literal readings of a, of a zero degrees Aries North node would be to like truly just live your life. Mm-hmm. And so what, what is it? There are other things that we have to do along the way. And there are other ways that we need to do that. It's not just like, do whatever you want. That's not what I said. I said, live your life. And I think that there is in looking at like, what would your soul like you to do if you could just live your life? And not saying that your your natal chart is you having to do all these things that you don't want to do, but it is giving you a different, like, if your soul had its way and all it had to learn was just how to live and exist, this is the tools that you would be given, or this is the tools that you were given previously, and these are the things that you figured out. So your soul might have an affinity towards these things because you have either learned them or because they exist within you or to come out in this lifetime too but it's just like the oh well i have these if you're wondering why you have leo draws in you or something like that and there's no leo in your chart oh well here's the thing like actually there maybe is leo in there or that that's the way that you know i'm always trying to come up with like equations where it's like your chart equation equals like Venus, Cancer, uh, Cancer, Mars plus Taurus, Venus plus Gemini, Mercury equals Leo, Mars or whatever, like that sort of thing where it's like, this is the way that you that you enact these things that are still in alignment with your North Node purpose. So it is kind of I think it's something to reflect back on, but also to look into going forward if you're ever feeling like you are not on this, your natal North Node purpose look to this draconic chart and be like, oh, well, do I need to put some more, do I need to be doing some more Leo things? Should I be doing some Leo rising? Like, am I too caught up in what I believe this, um, my circumstances are? Cause that's what our natal chart is, is your, like your, your existing circumstances or whatever, like the, the, this lifetime. So am I, am I too caught up in thinking of myself as I can only exist in this way when we have probably existed in a bunch of different ways and we will exist in a bunch of different ways and all that. So I think it, I like that of like the, your literal surroundings of that for other people, but also remembering that like we have probably been other people. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, on this, I use horoscopes.astro-seek. Um, and you can pull up your, you can do it on astro.com to be, there's, you can do it anywhere, but this had a lot of the transit, like the, or the aspects of my draconic planets to my birth planets. And I think that's really interesting to look at too, of what things maybe, you know, that we'll look at in our natal chart, right? And maybe we see someone has a 10th house stellium and it's like, you should be a great speaker and you should be someone that's out in the, you know, doing things for yourself and the star of your business show, but maybe there's stuff in this soul draconic chart that's harshly aspecting that and making it a little more harder. Maybe there's some soul, maybe that did move over and you want to be more social and communal. Oh, I guess it doesn't really switch houses is the, is the thing. But anyway, I guess with, with signs for the planet. So it's, it's interesting now looking at my aspect list of some of the draconic changes of the aspects to my birthing. Cause I'm like just glancing through it. I'm like, yeah, that is like, I think some things where I have gifts are also hard because you then have a Leo rising problems. I'm like, I don't want to look stupid half the time. Like, I just want to like, I want to be more prepared and more glamorous and more like put together, but I'm like kind of a sloppy hoe. So. Well, we talk about that too with like social media specifically. I mean, your soul, like that's not your soul, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, right. you're not like, I want to like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're, <laughs> you're, that's not your soul, but it is like, so yeah, it can be, you can be really gifted at that, but it, it still could make you feel like not spiritual or happy or, you know. I'm just mm-hmm. shocked this Saturn and outer stuff change now, but. Well, because everything. I, I guess it all moved by the degrees. When you were just explaining how you're, how I was like, oh, that's why it doesn't change. It's because everything moves and so nothing like uh what's the what's the everything is relatively moved so like your house if you're it's just deciding what the the rising sign is gonna be by that movement your mars is still in the 11th house because of its proximity to everything else like Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. know. Again, I'm like I have I'm doing a lot of like hand motions and I don't know if I'm explaining it there, but it's not. It's nothing is moving. Nothing is staying the same. So everything is moving relatively and therefore stays in the same house. It's not like when we say like a, a progress chart or a um, like a relocated chart. If you were doing it for like um, living in a different place, then your rising sign changes and then your houses change. But if your rising sign is also just adjusting another like 15 degrees or something it is just changing sign it's not a different house Mm -hmm. okay yeah because it like looks like it like looks like my chart it's just everything's in a different sign and then my rising is a 17 degree leo versus my 19 degree cancer so it's like a little it's like tiny different my son's like a nine degree sun versus my 12 degree sun but it's all super like if you glance you'd be like that's my chart and then it's like oh wait this is like a like a tethered, uh, you know, like doppelganger, but not it, same, but different. Well, and I bet I, something I think... could change a little bit of house, depending on what house, this is where you get into what house yeah. systems you're using. If you're not using whole sign or equal sign houses, then you might have, you know, then it definitely might change your sign. I mean, your house, but yeah. I think it's better. In general, I'm sorry, Lisa, I cut you off. Oh, that's okay. No, I think I cut you off. I, um, I, I liked it too because I don't have fire in my chart, so I got to have finally a fire placement, Aries North Node. <laughs> um, so that was cool for me. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, like my soul, it my soul does have like some 
some energy and like you know all mm-hmm. that everyone's does but like you know uh that was cool and then they intercepted 12th and 6th house which is always like i'm always drawn to those houses so mm-hmm. what did that. the si- what did the signs change to or do they no they're the same Taurus Scorpio. Okay. yeah damn but then it goes to okay yeah 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 well, I mean, I think it's it's an interesting, you know, there's, I I like it because I think it validate. I found it interesting, again, because like I said, I have a zero degrees Aries north node. So I was like, oh, well, that's weird. Mine doesn't change at all, which I, to me, I always, I think I've said this on here. I think I'm a first lifetime or a last lifetime. And I also have no rules about lifetime. So I don't think it's like I was born yesterday because that's, <laughs> I think you, I, my my like working theory about it is that you like finish you complete whatever cycle and then you incarnate again starting the next cycle so i think every, nobody's like just born mm-hmm. oh sure that, i i that think makes sense can, i think like you can next lifetime in in the 1950s i think you can yes. you know i and or in 20 you know 20 uh, 21 whatever i don't know i don't know numbers but like no you, you might I don't think time works that way either. Yes, exactly. So I'm like all of this again, I think that's why this is a hard thing for people to really like get behind and be like, this is exactly we can't some of the other things in astrology, we can tell you exactly what it measures and why it measures that and like because it's on based on our linear experience. I mean, I know we don't experience time necessarily linear, but it's like based on all of these other constructs that we have agreed on as society that exists. So it's easier to say, you know, your Saturn return is your Saturn return because the literal planet of Saturn is back in the same place that it was when you were born and we have measured it. We've watched it. This is a little more like, you know, here's what it's measuring. And uh, we don't know what that was. Does that mean that you were a Leo rising in your past lifetime? Or does that mean that this is the thing that you're just, drawn to or does that mean that you're gonna be or Mm -hmm. whatever like it's harder for us to say what exactly this is but I do think regardless it's an interesting exercise and I think I think it will bring up for people things yeah the the website whiteeagle.org also um breaks it down in an interesting way where they talk about um you know if if we're looking at Gemini or Mercury in this regard uh, an draconic chart, you know, you will be talking about your mental processes and it's, it's not necessarily the same as when you're talking about, Oh, I'm a Gemini sun. I'm like witty and fun and I quick. And you know, it's not necessarily those things. It's more about, Hey, this is how your soul like processes your, your mental capacities. And, and I, I just really like the way that they broke that down where it's like, yeah, it's not saying, like, you're going to be a Taurus and you're going to, like, need to buy fluffy pillows or something. It's saying, like, oh, this is about where you can be steady or secure or, you know, how you work or, you know, things, Taurus things. Yes, or even, I love that because it is also, like, the the style or something like that. Like, the, um, yeah, not the literal thing because that's, that's, I again, I don't want people to be like, this is your real, there's no, like, real chart, fake chart whatever kind of thing to this mm-hmm. but I think it it is an insight into like yeah this the style that you will use to enact what you have in your natal chart yeah there's a good um twitter thread from at Aries anxiety that's just about 
what it is and how to read your draconic chart. And it's not, a re yeah, it's not a replacement, just re-emphasizing this, but it is interesting to think of the configuration of the planets literally with your natal chart as what we're maybe trying to do and how we might feel about things, but then looking, peeling back the layers and be like, but what does this little soul need? And it's interesting for y'all because it's, it's similar. And I think for some people, it, if you're maybe like sick of looking at the same chart, it's just, I think it's always fun. It's like the same as viewing your chart in a different house system, right? Like what, what happens when you do see your, your planets in different signs? How does it make you feel? Does it make you feel like uncomfortable? Does it make you feel excited? Um, same as if maybe if it doesn't change, if you have that Aries North node or late Pisces North node, like how does it feel to have it be the same? Like that maybe a lot of these things you're doing on earth are maybe here for your, your soul. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, it's woo, right? Like this is just fun. Mm -hmm. This is just where we get to have fun and be with the woo. And that's what we kind of talked about up top about the intuitive astrology. Uh, I know like traditional astrology and Hellenistic astrology, I feel like is like very trendy right now and very like in vogue and and stuff and i'm just like i don't know i'm like it's fine it's good to know it's good to mm -hmm. know but i'm like well, i like the little bit of magic as well i do too i do i do as well but i think it's also the um history is important i think it's well and i think it's also though the invitation to um all kinds of people because I think if you are someone who's more drawn to traditional astrology it might be because you feel like you aren't particularly intuitive or that doesn't mm. feel like or you can't um I don't want to say like you can't or anything these are all you know um things that I'm conjuring or <laughs> whatever now but like maybe you feel like you haven't been able to trust your intuition and you like having these things um behind it to help you contextualize it more because it doesn't feel safe for you to just say well this is something I believe and I think that's something that people are trying to do with astrology a lot which is say like hey there is that we aren't just like pulling this from from nowhere this there is validity to this from this other thing but I think also if you are there is a a, a thing to like relying on the technique when you aren't feeling the intuition or whatever there needs to be if this is a workable system that can be applied to anything, then you can't just have a gift for it because then it is not, that's not something that's uh, like, I don't want to say useful, but yeah. Yeah. You can't if, control it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I think we talk about this a lot in the ways that people um, on social media talk about astrology and their astrological information. I think there's something equalizing too about the more traditional things because there are rules that it's like, yeah, no, if you learn the rules, you, anybody can know astrology. It's not a, it's not a thing that's up here in the sky that you have to have some like initiation into. You just learn how to read the language, but also there is a lot of intuitiveness to it too. And that takes away, you know, it's, it's both. And mm -hmm. I, I think too, especially as like women and marginalized people, um, like, and this is, like, a hot buzzword, like, I don't want to use, but, like, we've been gaslit forever, you know, mm -hmm. marginalized people, women, people of color, I mean, people have told us that we are stuff we're not, and this is fact, and it's not our whole lives, so, you know, I think that reframing and, and finding our intuition, you know, that, that in itself, gaslighting makes you feel like your intuition is not there, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so it's, like, Getting past some of that socially, politically, 
and in ourselves, that's going to help you develop the kinds of gifts where you can. And I don't mean, you know, I'm going to wake up one day and my eyes are going to roll back in my head and I'll know the exact date I'm going to die or anything (laughs) like that. But like, you know, being able to be more compassionate is a gift. And Mm -hmm. when you've had those experiences from not just family, but like social, like society, then yeah, it's hard to be compassionate. It's hard to like access those things. So I think this can help. And mm-hmm. having the informa- having technical skills or whatever information helps you just feel entitled to say like, no, I've put in work, I know these things, and therefore I am I have the space and the ability to intuit things because that because the study and the technique gives you knowledge that you can't get in a book. It's the actual practice of it. It's the talking with people and hearing other people say it's the experientialness of it, not the um technical the knowledge, or yeah. the study itself but they both they both go hand in hand and you kind of can't I think you kind of can't be good at one without the other I was just thinking when looking really, at my like looking at this chart um just all the placements that change like I instantly could think of someone with that placement like I kind of just went to a person like I thought of like my Leo Mar like I thought of Kate I was like oh Leo Mars that's Kate and uh, I think Kate, I, like me and Kate, I don't, my, my good friend Kate has been past gas on the pot. Like we had a lot of like similar where I was like, oh, these are placements that she has. And I like, she's my like good friend and business partner. And I like admire her. And then like Taurus Moon, I thought of honor. I was like, I just started to think of like people with those placements. And I was like, oh, maybe there's some sign of things that I admire in certain people and admire in those placements. And I mean, of course, thought about my Gemini friends. And I was like, oh, it was like, it was fun. Leo Rising is my good friend, Wendy. Like, I was just like, I could start to see the people I like. And um, I mean, again, well, I'm very 11th. People. I'm very 11th house. Even that, like, <laughs> but even that, I think that totally makes sense of too, of like, oh, that's why if you're wondering like why people, I read another article. I found, I found this um, WordPress. Hang on. I was like, I have the name so I can shout it out. Of course, my phone fucking locks as soon as I do it. Mercury retrograde. Gemini Venus. I thought of Lisa. Like I was like, I was seeing all the pieces. So this woman, the secret poetess, her website, astrocollective.wordpress.com. She has like a draconic chart series and she uses the example. She like explains what it is. And that's where I got that Pamela Crane quote. Uh, but she also uses Mark Boland, uh, T-Rex frontman, as like the example oh. with like the dis- the the differences between his natal and draconic chart and how they are reflected in their lives. But she also brings up the point, and I think that White Eagle page did too, where this can also refer to people. This could also, mm. again, that's why it's like this can kind of be, I think a draconic is a good like a go-to one where you just pull it up when you're like, I don't, I'm not seeing this in my natal chart, but I know there's something maybe, maybe let's look at this thing and see if there is some clarification that can come from this, which I think could absolutely lead to people that you're drawn to people in your life, qualities that you admire qualities in yourself that you are feeling unrecognized for like in this current iteration, anything like that. But hearing all of those people that it's like, Oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If that's the the quality or the mechanism through which you figure these things out, mm-hmm. like cares and Who then cares as long as it's hard. and then maybe even like I instantly thought of like the people and the the qualities of their their natal charts that like I was just like oh like I see those people and I recognize those traits. But I'm wondering too of even like the people maybe I've had harder times with over the years. Maybe there's things in my soul chart that was harshly aspecting with them because I w- I was having a Mercury retrograde uh, moment of like going through and like 
kind of doing a rough natal chart of like all my ex best friends from like junior high and high school and so many Scorpio moons like off the chart Scorpio moons and now my draconic moon is in opposition to that natal like I don't know so there's again this is like extra fun like it's fun it's you know don't stress too much this is yeah this isn't a prescription and your natal chart's not a prescription you don't have to do anything your natal chart suggests that you might be good at or might have talents in I mean it just is there to help you and guide you and like confirm or deny things but um and it's these are all suggestions nothing is law we have free will it's fun god damn (laughs) hang on I have that just let me find let me find this quote. Hang on, because that just reminded me. I was like, this is so nice. And again, I absolutely should have. Here we go. Um, this is an Edgar Case quote, um, American Christian mystic, uh, Whoa. and famed astrologer. Um, he says, The signs of the zodiac are karmic patterns. The planets are the looms. The will is the weaver. Oh, the will, baby. So at all times, nothing gets made without our free will and without our action. Mm -hmm. This is just the, you know, again, we're given a shape. We're given a something. But you can decide to uh, weave on a different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, again, it doesn't it doesn't get woven well, without your free will. That's why I'm like thinking of even which has been you know hot button topic of the pandemic is astrologers being like, oh look, this Mars it's heating up and making the virus go all crazy. It's like or the people and their will to like just be you know selfish Aries Mars people right now. Like I don't I don't know. I think that will that we're talking about is like with people that do um, forecasting and like predictive astrology on like that big Nostradamus level, which is like, I hate being wrong. So I'm just impressed when people even put out their opinions on, you know, big predictions like that. But yeah, I like, I like the will thinking of, I don't know. You can't, it's just not going to happen to you. If you stay home in your house, it doesn't matter what transits are happening. If you aren't like doing anything, then they're just happening. So you do need to, choose to leverage them good or bad there are certain things you know that will have you could get news that something else happened to someone else or whatever but like if you're not mars doesn't make us do anything it only describes like the condition of collective will at this point Mm -hmm. cool so they're haters (laughs) (laughs) suck on that uh yeah that's cool I mean it's I actually I turned my I turned my tone talking more about this but at first I was like I don't know this just is like seems like extra noise but now I'm like oh no no I see I I'm I'm, I was learning this is why I love the podcast I was learning through talking and discussing and maybe that's what we just need more of right like talking discussing talking out how you actually feel about something versus just reading it deciding this makes me mad or I don't like this or you know blah 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 because yeah, you can. We can change our mind. We can adapt. We can grow to. We can grow to feel different things. So, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for growing and learning and changing your hearts and minds with us. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. 
questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign? What's your sign?